Welcome to Zichud Avsi, my name Ram Goldar, and today in Masechah Sota, Dav Tesvav, the second pair of Kaya Mevi. The Zichud Masechah Sota program has been generously sponsored as a schus for HaChazachah Satoira. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Brisa. Rabbi Shimon said, B'dinu shetei minchas chote tu unashem ulevona. By rights, the mincha of a sinner, meaning a mincha brought by a poor person in place of an animal for certain sins, should require oil and levona like an ordinary mincha. So that a sinner should not profit by his mincha being less expensive than a standard mincha. Why then does it not require them? So that his carbon should not be beautified. Similarly, by rights, a chatas for eating forbidden fats, for example, should require libations like an ola and shlamming. So that a sinner should not Prophet, but it is not Shoei Karbano Mahuder, so that his carbon should not be beautified. The Brisa adds the Khatas and Ashav of a Matsura do require libations because they're not brought for a sin. The Gemara asks that Tsaras befalls a person for several of arrows and answers that they're atoned through the Tsaras itself, and the Karbanas are to permit him to eat Kachim, not for atonement. Point number two, the next mission states, The Kohen would bring an earthenware vial, and put in it a half log of water from the Kior. Rav Yudah said a revius of water was used. Rav Yishmael says in a bray said that the vial must be new, which he derives from a Mitzvah's purification. Rav said, Although the tongue does not require a new vial, that was only taught when the vial's face was not blackened from use. But if it was blackened, it is invalid. He explains, It must be similar to the water. Just as the water was unchanged, the vessel must be unchanged. Rava inquired, If they became blackened and they returned them to the furnace and they became whitened again, what is the halacha? Who do we say that since they were rejected, they remain rejected? Or perhaps since they returned to the original state, they have returned to their validity. And pointing with you, the Mishnah say that there was a floor space in the Heichol, from which earth was taken for so to water. So Price it teaches, from the earth that will be. One might think that the Kohen could prepare earth outside the Mikdash and bring it in. Therefore, the Pasuk says, mishkan, on the floor of the Mishkan, indicating that it must be taken from the floor. If it had stated only on the floor of the Mishkan, one would think he should dig with spades to procure earth. Therefore, the Pasuk says that will be, implying that it need not have originated there as long as it was on the floor at some time. Therefore, Yesham, Havei, if there's earth there, bring it. Ainsham, Tensham. If there's not earth there, place earth there to use. Another Bryson brings an additional opinion. That he would prepare earth outside and bring it in. Rashi explains that he holds it does not need to be placed on the floor. Isi ben Yehuda then explains that on the floor the Mishkan is teaching, according to Rashi's Girsa, to include the base of Mikdash in the law of Sota waters, even though the Pasuk says Mishkan. So once again, the three points are number one. It was taught in a Bryson where Shimon said, by rights, the mincha of a sinner, meaning a mincha brought by a poor person in place of an animal for certain sins, should require oil and levona like an ordinary mincha. So that a sinner should not profit by his mincha being less expensive than a standard mincha. Why then does it not require them? So that his carbon should not be beautified. Similarly, by rights, a chattis for eating forbidden fats, for example, should require libations like an ola and shlamming. So that a sinner should not profit 
but it is not so that its carbon should not be beautified. The Brisa adds the chattas and ashav of a matzora do require libations because they're not brought for a sin. The Gemara asks that tzoras befalls a person for several of arrows and answers that they're atoned through the tzoras itself and the karbanas are to permit him to eat kachim, not for atonement. Pointing to the next mission of states, the Kohen would bring an earthenware vial, the and put in it a half log of water from the kiur. Rabbi Yudah said a revius of water was used. Rabbi Shmuel says in a bray said that the vial must be new, which he derives from a Mitzvah's purification. Rava said, Although the Tan does not require a new vial, that was only taught when the vial's face was not blackened from use. But if it was blackened, it is invalid. He explains, It must be similar to the water. Just as the water was unchanged, the vessel must be unchanged. Rava inquired, If they became blackened and they returned them to the furnace and they became whitened again, what is the halacha? Who do we say that since they were rejected, they remain rejected? Or perhaps since they returned to the original state, they have returned to their validity. And pointing with you, the Mishnah say that there was a floor space in the Heichol from which earth was taken for so to water. So Price it teaches, from the earth that will be. One might think that the Kohen could prepare earth outside the Mikdash and bring it in. Therefore, the Pasuk says, on the floor of the Mishkan, indicating that it must be taken from the floor. If it had stated only on the floor of the Mishkan, one would think he should dig with spades to procure earth. Therefore, the Pasuk says that will be, implying that it need not have originated there as long as it was on the floor at some time. Therefore, Yesham, Havei, if there's earth there, bring it. Ainsham, Tensham. If there's not earth there, place earth there to use. Another Bryson brings an additional opinion. That he would prepare earth outside and bring it in. Rashi explains that he holds it does not need to be placed on the floor. Isi ben Yehuda then explains that on the floor the Mishkan is teaching, according to Rashi's Girsa, to include the base of Mikdash in the law of Sota waters, even though the Pasuk says Mishkan. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Duff Tezvav, and our standard simon is a fruit bowl, because Tezvav reminds us of Tubishvat, which reminds us of fruit, and we use a fruit bowl to make it a little more distinct. So here goes. The huge red fruit bowl containing the Shemet and Lavona, which were not brought with the Minchas Chote, was placed next to an earthenware vessel that looked new, and it had half a log of water in it, that was sitting on top of some earth and taken from the Temple's floor. Once again, slow motion. The huge red fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be more enough. Tezvav, to Bishvat. The huge red fruit bowl containing the Shemet and Lavona, which were not brought with the Minchas Chota, which reminds us the Minchas Chota and Chata's lack elements of standard Karbanas such as Shemet and Lavona, so they should not be beautified. So the huge red fruit bowl containing the Shemet and Lavona, which were not brought with the Minchas Chota, was placed next to the earthenware vessel that looked new, and it had to have a log of water in it, which reminds us, the next mission states, I am maybe Piyali Shacharis, the Kohen would bring an earthenware vial, but no log mine minakira, and put in it a half log of water from the Akira. Rabbi Yudah said, a revius of water was used. The Gemara brings additional lakas that it should look new and not be black. So the huge red fruit bowl containing the Shema and Lavona, which were not brought with the Minchas Chote, was placed next to an earthenware vessel that looked new and had half a log of water in it that was sitting on top of some earth taken from the temple's floor, which reminds us the Gemara brings the source that the earth used for the Sota waters must be taken from the forest place in the Heichel. So once again, the huge red fruit bowl containing the Shema and Lavona, which were not brought with the Minchas Chote, was placed next to an earthenware vessel that looked new and had half a log of water in it that was sitting on top of some earth taken from the temple's floor. 
All right, so now it's time for Four Brat Bach Hazara. Daf Yidov. So the Simon Daf Yidov is stars based on the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here it goes. The new evil king meeting under the red starry night. Starry night? That must be on Daf Yidov. Stars. The new evil king meeting under the red starry night with his three wisest advisors, which reminds us that we have two from Shatim in the Pasuk, V'yakim al-Chadash, a new king arose, and we learn what happened to Paro's three advisors, Bilam Eov and Yisro. So the new evil king meeting under the red starry night with his three wisest advisors put a mortar around his neck with intent to destroy his enemies with crushing labor, which reminds us a brick mold was brought and hung on Paro's neck so no one could say that they were too delicate to work since even Paro was working. The enslavement is described as Beparach. Rabbi Lezer explains this means Beperach with a soft mouth, persuading them with words and pay. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani said Befricha with crushing labor. So, the new evil king meeting under the red starry night with his three wisest advisors put a mortar around his neck with intent to destroy his enemies with crushing labor, but was distracted by the sound coming from two midwives where one would coo while the other straightened the child's limbs, which reminds us of who the Mialdot, the midwives were, and explains why they were called Shifra and Pua. Daf Yud Beis, so the similar Daf Yud Beis is 12 brothers. So here goes. The 12 red-haired brothers, 12 brothers, that must be more Daf Yud Beis. The twelve red-haired brothers who divorced their red-haired wives upon the instruction of their leader, but then celebrated by a river upon remarrying them, which reminds us about Amram's divorce and then remarrying Yocheven based on Miriam's advice, because she said that his decree was harsher than Paro's. So the twelve red-haired brothers who divorced their red-haired wives upon the instruction of their leader, but then celebrated by a river upon remarrying them, were shocked when they saw a princess stretch out her very long arm to snatch a baby from the water, which reminds us that Gamor discusses Basri retrieving Moshe from the Nile and the Malchokas of the Pasadic Estates with Tishach She sent out her Amma to take the basket, refers to one of her maidservants, meaning Gabriel left one alive because it's inappropriate for a princess to stand alone, or Amma refers to her arm, meaning that her arm extended greatly to reach so the twelve red-haired brothers who divorced their red-haired wives upon the instruction of their leader but then celebrated by a river upon remarrying them were shocked when they saw a princess stretch out a very long arm to snatch a baby from the water and hand him to his mother to nurse with pay. Which reminds us that they brought Moshe around to all the Egyptian women but he didn't nurse in them. Because Baruch said, Pesha the mouth which is destined to speak with the Shechina, nurse of a non-kosher substance, meaning food that was eaten by an Egyptian wet nurse, Paro's daughter said to Yocheved, Heilichi, as they yelled, Hazet, take this child and nurse him for me. And not only did Yocheved nurse Moshe, but she was paid to do so. Daf Yud Gimel, so the similar Daf Yud Gimel is a Bar Mitzvah boy. So here goes. The Bar Mitzvah boy, Bar Mitzvah boy, that must be on Daf Yud Gimel. The bar mitzvah boy at the red theme bar mitzvah party who came out wearing a mask of Asa's reddish head, whose eyes dramatically popped out, which reminds us the more relates how Asa tried to prevent Yankov's burial, and Mars Machpel and how Hushim bin Dun took offense with the delay and killed him. So, the bar mitzvah boy at the red theme bar mitzvah party who came out wearing a mask of Asa's reddish head, whose eyes dramatically popped out and rolled right next to a metal coffin floating on water, which reminds us it was taught in a bright sabot re kama chaviva's mitzvah zal Moshe Rabbeinu. Come and see how precious mitzvahs were to Moshe Rabbeinu. Shekol Yisrael kuon nisaska babizav unisasak bemitzvahs. For all B'nai Yisrael were occupied with gathering booty, but Moshe Rabbeinu was preoccupied with mitzvahs, meaning finding Yosef's coffin, which according to one opinion ended up floating up to the surface of the Nile. So the bar mitzvah boy at the red theme bar mitzvah party who came out wearing a mask of Asaph's reddish head whose eyes dramatically popped out and rolled right next to a metal coffin floating on water, which was raised by a great man who lived to 120 who died on the day 
he was born, which reminds us, Moshe Bain described himself on the last day of his life as 120 years old, Hayom, today. The Gemara explains his meaning, Hayom Mal Yama Ushnosai. Today my days and years have been filled. This teaches that Akash Baruch completes the years of the Tzaddikim from day to day and from year to year. As it says, Es Mispar Yamecha Amale, the number of your days I will fill. Daf Yudal, so the simmer Daf Yudal is a hand and we often use a juggler in the simmon. So here goes. The juggler juggling red clothes for the unclothed with his left hand while visiting the sick, which reminds us the Pasak Achrei Hashem Alkechem Teilechu, Hashem your God you should follow means Halech Achemidosav Shakosh Baruchu to follow the attributes of Hashem Mahu Malbisharumim, just as he clothes the naked, as we find that Kosh Baruchu provided clothing for Adam and Chava, you too should clothe the naked. Hashem visited the sick. When he visited Avram, you too visit the sick, and so on. So the juggler juggling red clothes of the unclothed with his left hand while visiting the sick told the patient how much he wants to go to Eretz Yisrael, which reminds us Moshe being a desire to enter Eretz Yisrael to do the many mitzvahs that can only be fulfilled there. Kosh Baruch Hu said to him, Do you seek anything other than to receive reward? I'll consider it for you as if you fulfilled those mitzvahs. So the juggler juggling red clothes of the unclothed with his left hand while visiting the sick told the patient how much he wants to go to Eretz Yisrael and juggled all the parts that are brought with a mincha with his right hand, which reminds us the second pair begins by describing the differences between the mincha vasota and an ordinary mincha, and the Gemara brings a brisa which details the entire procedure of a standard mincha. All right, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.